The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. Bottom of the hour, it's going to be um, a guy named Ed McGinnis. He used to be with the Department of Energy. He was um, a guy who was in charge of nuclear policy. He says nuclear energy is the way to go. It's clean. It's the future. When we say nuclear, it's scary sounding. I get it. In fact, I started the interview asking him, you know, you realize that people are afraid of hearing about nuclear. People don't want to know about it. They, you know, we hear nuclear weapon. That's a bad thing. Nuclear energy. Well, what about Three Mile Island? What about, you know, what about Chernobyl? And I think those are valid questions. And, uh, and he talks about all of them. He does. So uh, we'll get to that. Again, his name is Ed McGinnis. Make sure you stick around. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. DeSantis does it again. Ron DeSantis says, I just don't care. I'm going to do what's right for, um, uh, for human beings in Florida. And you may or may not know this, but the second place finisher in that NCAA swim meet the other day is from Florida. So Ron DeSantis does something with her in mind. Another interesting story that we'll get to in a moment on a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes, it is. Right, Carrie? Taco Tuesday is what no. it is. Stupid song. Come on. I'm stupid. Taco. I've got my tacos, my radio. <laughs> so rude. I'm sorry. That is the truth. If you're playing the version, I think you're going to play. It is stupid. Say stupid like I say it. Stupid. Not bad. A little reverb in there. Taco Tuesday. Bring it. Sing it, Marky. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Uh-huh. Joe Latoriso, because he's the boss. Bring it now. Gary That's just stupid. Wow. That's dumb. Well, this is not the stupid one then. I take it Oh, really? Oh, so it's okay now. Great song. What a great song. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes, it is. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Taco. Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Taco. What? Polo, please. Taco. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Glad to have you here. That, of course, is Chocolate Voice. That is Polo. That is Sam. Everybody getting it done. Uh, Ron DeSantis just doesn't really care what you think. He, he cares about what's right versus what's wrong. He just doesn't care. The whole don't say gay bill wasn't a don't gay, say gay bill. Uh, Carrie, were, were you in when, when I talked about this? You may not have been because you were off for like two months. Because uh, I was off for like three days. For a vacation. It felt like two months, to be honest. Yeah. So um, okay. there was a situation where the reporters were all calling it the don't say gay bill. And of course it wasn't. It was really more like the parents' rights bill so that your four-year-old isn't taught about sexual orientation or, or gender identity. D- did you see where the NCAA women's basketball announcers stopped to pause for a moment of silence in support of their gay, lesbian, trans, and so on community members? In light of the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida, oh, I, it's like I did the, not. It's like they were reading something off a piece of paper. It was so stupid. Hmm. It just it, it made my face hurt. I'm going, what is going on here? Why are they doing this? So the play-by-play announcer, woman, and the color announcer, who's the color announcer, by the way, the play-by-play says, and here's number whatever with the ball, and here's a, here's a shot. The other person says, yeah, well, the reason why they worked is because of the triangle defense did this and that, um, sort of adding color to the to the broadcast. They both stopped. And said, we want to take a moment 
to really give pause to our friends in the LGBTQXYZ123II community. And I was, I was waiting for them to say, nah, we're just kidding. But they didn't. They never said that. Mm-hmm. So this lying about the, this bill is just stupid. It doesn't say anything about don't say gay. It doesn't stop anybody from saying the word gay. What it does is it says you can't start teaching children about sexual orientation or gender identity until they're like, what is it, third grade. I don't think that's asking about it. I still think that's too early. I didn't get sex ed until I was in, in seventh grade. I was 12, and I think that probably still was. I was still too immature to really understand all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't understand why this is even part of it at all. I don't think any teacher should ever talk to your kids about orientation or about gender identity. They should probably just teach the subject so that we have productive members of society once they get out. Well, Ron DeSantis said, screw you, it's not the don't say gay bill, and they got it passed. Well, now DeSantis has stepped up again to say enough of this gender identity stuff and enough with screwing our female athletes out of the wins that they have or out of their their success because of how hard they've worked. And he's come up with something to benefit or reward the so-called second-place finisher the other day in in the NCAA swimmers meet, the women's swimming meet. Carrie, what do you have? From the Blaze, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday issued a proclamation declaring Sarasota native and Olympic silver medalist Emmett Wayant the real winner of the 500-yard freestyle event at the Women's Swimming and Diving Championships last Thursday. Wayant, a freshman at the University of Virginia, finished second to Leah Thomas, a man who identifies as female and takes cross-sex hormones. According to the university, Wayant finished the race with the third fastest time in UVA history, as well as her own fastest career time, but Thomas beat her by 1.75 seconds, becoming the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA Division I title and the first man to do so in a women's event. But Thomas's victory was controversial as critics like DeSantis say men have biological advantages over women that makes direct athletic competition between the two sexes unfair. By allowing men to compete in women's sports, the NCAA is destroying opportunities for women, making a mockery of its championships and perpetuating a fraud, DeSantis said Tuesday. In Florida, we reject these lies and recognize Sarasota's Emma Wayant as the best women's swimmer in the 500-yard freestyle. Done. Now, who, which, who did that story? What was the outlet? The Blaze. And the Blaze actually put a line in there that says, DeSantis says that biological men have advantages over women. It yes. sounded like there was a sentence in there where they said that. Uh, Why are they attributing that to DeSantis? Like DeSantis, as critics like DeSantis say men have biological advantages over women. They do. If the Blaze just reported that biological men have advantages over women that, that would be correct it's objectively correct i don't even think that the trans community is arguing that they're just saying because he says he's a woman he should be able to compete so I, I that was weird how they attributed that maybe they don't want to be banned from social media or something but another great move by ron DeSantis, who says i'm going to do what i can to protect women's sports the biggest question i have and this is all seriousness why aren't the so-called feminists out there on the loudest the highest mountain with the loudest podium or the loudest megaphone i should say I said podium yesterday. Some guy wrote me, your podium's what they stand on. I guess you meant lectern. Shut up. I'll say dais next time. I mean, it's so stupid. Carrie, I think people listen. Just say, I got him. He's got to criticize. I got him. Got him. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. uh, DeSantis goes out there and he does what I thought feminists would do. I thought feminists were for the equal opportunity for women 
for women to be not less than, at least to be equal to, and for women to have opportunities that historically they haven't gotten, and they still don't get in many countries, they get them in this country. But I guess they're not. Why are they so damn quiet? Open your mouths. Burn your bras now. Go and do the the women in sports, you know, march on Washington. Show me that you're really seriously a feminist, or are um, you just an anti-conservative? I have what? something interesting, you know, to you add got? to this, because this is from the Daily Mail, and you were starting to say that, made me think of the story. A Purdue University professor of women's studies drew criticism for saying transgender, UPenn swimmer Leah Thomas, should be celebrated as a trailblazer in the same way as Jackie Robinson, and that her achievements oh are good God. for women's sports. Cheryl Cookie, Purdue professor of American studies and of women's gender and sexuality studies, claimed in an NBC op-ed piece, Thomas's victory should be highlighted as a historical first alongside Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. This is a woman of women's studies. Is it a, I mean, is there a picture? There I mean, is, is there picture. any more to yeah. Does it look like she could be transgender or this is act- no, a, I mean, an actual she woman? She appears to be an actual woman. I see. Now I'm confused. Okay. How exactly did Leah <sighs> Thomas open up opportunities for women? Carrie, one, one woman was not allowed to swim because of Leah Thomas's I inclusion. Yeah. So how exactly was this person helpful? Does it say how? Um, and Jackie Robinson, I mean, black people were relegated to the Negro Leagues. They couldn't play Major League Baseball. Branch, Branch Ritchie of the Dodgers took a chance by bringing Jackie Robinson in and said, you're going to treat this person like anybody else. And Jackie Robinson had the intestinal fortitude to put up with the racist garbage he was getting spewn at him every day and and still succeeded to to great degree. I mean, how exactly well, is this the same thing? Uh, Cookie also claimed Thomas's win gives women an opportunity to break down gender barriers in the world of sports and be treated the same and given the same opportunities as men. For anyone who cares about the advancement of sports and women's sports in particular, her win should be celebrated, Cookie wrote. Did they have room on the article to show whether uh, you got the drug test back yet? Because um, there no. could be a drug test that we need to see results from because this person's high. Yeah. No, this is, I mean, no honestly, this is test, yeah. just stupid. stupid. So they're taking opportunities away from biological women. And they're saying we should be celebrating that as something that's good that's happening for women? Well, she said that it actually um, opens up new opportunities for women. Uh, how? I would like to know how so. It opened up an opportunity for a dude who says he's a woman. It did not open up any opportunities for women. In fact, it took at least one opportunity away. It also took the championship away from a woman. It also took the second place away from the third place finisher and a trophy from the third place finisher who actually got fourth because there's a dude swimming with them. So I don't know what this person's talking about. And what, where was this? The Daily Mail? The Daily Mail, yeah. She's a Purdue professor. I don't see because I don't understand. Hmm. And I would like to. I would feel better about it if I at least understood. I don't because this is decidedly stupid. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Ron DeSantis comes through again. And he says, you know, we're going to celebrate the person who really did win. And I didn't realize that she'd set her own personal record. It was the third fastest time ever at, at uh, UVA. Is that what the story was? Yes, yeah. I mean, that's kind of amazing. And she doesn't get any credit because second place gets no hype. Second place really gets no glory. They really get no love. Somebody in my in my chat room said it's stolen valor. And I understand the comparison. I don't agree. I think it's stolen glory for sure. But it's not stolen valor. Stolen valor re- refers to somebody who's pretending to be a military member um, or, or pretending to be a higher ranking military member than they really were. But the comparison is a genuine one and it's a good one because this is somebody going in and taking away with the, I don't think they have the right to take away. And this young lady, listen, if you're the, the champion swimmer, um, you may get endorsement deals out of that or something once you get out of college. You may be able to go and compete again at, at the Olympics, which I think she, she did uh, already. But, you know, maybe she gets even more endorsement deals. Maybe she makes a lot of money. This could seriously harm her, the second-place finisher who really would have finished first, because she didn't get what was deserved. There is no logical answer to my simple question of why does this person have to compete against people who are biologically different than him. And, you know, the whole biological thing, that's also one of those things. It's a its a real catchphrase for me. Because if I go on Twitter right now and say, Leah, uh, Leah Thomas is a biological male, they won't ban me, they won't say anything. If I say Leah Thomas is a male, I'll be banned. And that's just such a sick game to play. Because if I say that I am a biological male, how is that different than me saying I'm a male? It's not, because biological actually explains why I'm a male. You know, I may just refer to people as XX or XY. You think I'd get banned if I did that, Carrie? If Probably. I just said uh, Leah Probably. Thomas, XY. Yeah. You would. Because okay. it's patently unfair. It's an unfair thing here that, that we're seeing going on. And it's even more, un- look, as unfair as the racing is against somebody a foot taller, bigger lung capacity, bigger heart capacity, blood Blood flow capacity, longer limbs. I mean, somebody who's been who swam as a man as recently as a year and a half ago. Um, as unfair as that is, it's it goes to the realm of sickness when he's now. Or, I'm sorry, the XY is walking around amongst XXs in the locker room naked, and there's nothing different about his naked body from what I understand. I mean, that's that's a problem. It's a major problem. If my kids were on that swim team, my kids would not swim. It, it, it's really kind of that simple. And then somebody wrote me, they said, yo, well, Leah Thomas came in eighth place in some other race or something in the same meet. I'm like, and who was ninth? They're like, I don't know. Right. Because that person who was ninth should have been eighth. And the other 35 or whatever swimmers would have been moved up a rank. Still, only seven swimmers were able to beat this XY? It doesn't make any sense. It's actually kind of weird. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Don't you wish you had a governor like like um, Ron DeSantis? Hey, look, we've got a good governor here in Texas. I like Greg, uh, Greg Abbott a lot. But this is forward thinking. This woman is from our state, and she deserves to get the credit that she is due after winning that race. I'm yet, Carrie, have you heard a good argument from anybody as to why this should be allowed? I have not. I- I'm waiting for a good argument. Somebody be... And the answer always is because because she says she's a her. And keep in mind, 
I consider Caitlyn Jenner a friend. At least, you know, we've talked four times. Private conversations on the phone where I listened to Caitlyn Jenner. And I talked to Caitlyn Jenner as the Bruce Jenner I remember. And we it was a really good conversation that was not recorded. It wasn't for air. It was just for us to have. I have no hatred for people who have this, this misunderstanding of biology versus mind and heart and soul. And I don't begrudge somebody who wants to walk around. I find it to be odd, but if they want to walk around and dress as the opposite gender, I'm a freedom, liberty guy. I'm waiting for somebody. Even Caitlyn Jenner doesn't think this is okay. Even Martina Navratilova doesn't think this is okay. I'm yet to hear somebody say, this is okay, here's why. And the answer I'm supposed to accept, because he says so. He says he's a girl. Let me go to uh, Lori, Michigan. What's going on? Hi. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, I don't agree with it either, but I, you asked about why aren't the feminists standing up and shouting in the defense of women, and I think it's partly because the logical outcome of their claim of there's no difference between men and women is that we should compete against each other then. If there's no difference between men and women, which is a common catchphrase, then women should compete in men's sports and vice versa. Maybe we should just have them all together all the time. But I don't see anyone changing from female to male trying to compete with the men because I don't think they think they're going to win. Well, I'm with you on that, but I, I got to tell you, my thought process when it comes to feminism wasn't that there's no difference. My thought process was that there shouldn't be a patriarchy and the women should get the same opportunities. But but I, I've never heard a feminist say I'm the same as a man. I've never heard that. There's no difference. I, I think they hopefully mean there's no difference in our value, but I feel like so many times in the feminist classes I've been in, they say there's no difference between men and women. They're exactly the same. And it's obviously not true biologically. Like we say, there's XX and XY. And, you know, maybe we need to have our swim or any athletic competition, not based on what we think our gender is, but what our DNA in our each cell in our body says. Well, I'm so with you. This, that, that's what it should be based on. only for XX DNA, and this is only for y, XY DNA. I'm all for because, that. Like you said, yeah, there's definitely going to be physical differences, and that's why we separate them into different competitions. Lori, I'm with you. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I don't necessarily agree that feminists are saying that we're the same. They're saying that we should get equal treatment, equal pay, equal opportunity. I don't know that they're saying we are we are the same, there's no different. Uh, there's no difference. That would be kind of weird because then there would be no reason to call it the feminist movement. We would just call it the movement. Um, but, but I hear where you're coming from. And it should be based on chromosomes. It should be. All right, this track meet is for XX. This track meet is for XY. Or this track meet is for anybody with, with only X. This one is with anybody who's only Y or has, an, has a Y added in. You could have 18 X. As long as you got a Y, you're male. And I think that solves the problem. But society is afraid to take a stand like Ron DeSantis just took. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Ed McGinnis about nuclear power when we come back. Stay here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man on. He is uh, the former assistant secretary of the U.S. Office of Nuclear Energy. It's Ed McGinnis. Ed, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great, Joe. Good to be here. Yeah, really glad to have you on. I mean, you're the guy I want to talk to because I am. Con- Listen, Ed, I'm old enough to remember Three Mile Island. I'm old enough to remember Chernobyl. I'm, I'm old enough to remember that you know nuclear arms race was a bad thing. Yet a lot of people are talking about the positivity of nuclear energy. I mean, it, it sounds like a really, really bad, evil thing until we talk about the energy side of it. Then, hey, nuclear is cool. So maybe you could just, in layman's terms, you know, dispel any fear I might have when it comes to nuclear energy. Well, first of all, the fact is we've never had safer reactors and reactor technologies in our history, and our nuclear reactors um, go through enormous scrutiny. The U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission in the United States is the most stringent regulator in the world, and that's recognized. Um, What we saw with Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, those were definitely older designs, Generation 1 nuclear reactor designs. We've learned a lot from those um, incidents in the past. We built them in in design now with much more robust safety and security features. So um, these are not your grandparents' reactors, what okay. we have in the fleet, including in Zaporizhia, which is the nuclear power plant in Ukraine that has been taken over by the Russians. Those are uh, fairly modern reactors. It is, uh, again, uh, Ed McGinnis. And Ed, I appreciate the knowledge and the time. You know, as soon as I start thinking, you know, nuclear sounds clean. It sounds correct. It sounds like technology we should probably buy into. And then when Russia invades Ukraine, they decide, let's go to Chernobyl and take that take that plant over. First of all, that plant is dormant, and I understand the radiation is much lower than it used to be, but why do they go there? In, in, in your thought process, why does Putin say, let's take that over? Well, it was in their path going to Kiev, frankly, um, very close to the border in the northern part near Belarus. But uh, beyond that, nuclear energy, Russia knows this very well, is a key strategic um, element of any nation's energy security. It's a huge market, um, and it has geostrategic implications. And I've always said this, in the United States, the health and welfare of our nuclear energy sector goes well beyond just electricity, although generation of electricity from nuclear is unique among any other energy source. But the fact is, Russia has and will continue to use nuclear energy as a geostrategic tool. Ukraine was, in fact, the largest nuclear fuel supply and reactor market for Russia for many years until the U.S. was able to um, have some of its companies get into that market and offer alternative nuclear fuel for many of these reactors. There are 15 nuclear reactors in Ukraine as we speak. Six of them are now under the control of the Russians. Former Assistant Secretary, U.S. Office of Nuclear Energy, and uh, also now at Curio-Solutions.com, it's Ed McGinnis. Um, Ed, what do we have to do to make Americans understand that it is safe? It is not, as you said, your grandfather's nuclear reactor. Um, this is much safer, nothing to worry about here, because nobody wants it in their backyard. And, and I remember maybe five or six years ago, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, there was a big argument about whether you can take these rods, these spent nuclear rods, and put them on a train and go through Nevada or something. What is the whole rod thing? Is that is that included in the new technology as well, or is that old technology? Rods are what they're referring to are nuclear fuel assemblies. That's okay. uh, That makes up the core of any typical current generation nuclear reactors. And so the nuclear fuel that is going to different reactors, for example, um, are being shipped in the form of these rods and these fuel assemblies. That's done uh, re- regularly throughout the United States. We've been doing it for decades safely. 
nuclear energy is interesting. Um, you know, they tend to, nuclear energy tends to get the headlines when something goes wrong instead of headlines when nuclear energy is providing 24-7 electricity, 365 days a year, rain, sleet, or snow. And there's just no comparison to any other energy source. Uh, wind, solar, natural gas, coal, it doesn't matter. Nuclear energy, when you put these this fuel in a nuclear reactor, that fuel doesn't come out for four and a half years. So it's running there for a long time. A nuclear reactor operates 18 to 24 months without stopping. Wow. It has by far the highest capacity and operational factor of any other generating plant. So the density of the power, the, the longevity of that consistent electricity, rain, sleet, or snow, makes it a key geostrategic and energy security asset. That's why China is doubling down. China's um, recently announced $440 billion in its nuclear industry, and they're set to overtake our fleet of reactors, which has been historically the largest fleet of reactors in the world. They're probably going to overtake our reactors um, within about, um, let's say, four or five years, probably 2026 or 2027. They'll have the single largest fleet in the world and much of it built on our technology. It's uh, Ed McGinnis. Uh, Ed, I'm wondering how much of our energy is provided by nuclear? Do we have a percentage on that? It's a little under 20 percent of our electricity for our entire country comes from 93 nuclear reactors. Now, if you look at it from a clean energy electricity generation perspective, we are the single largest generation of clean electricity. So over 50 percent of all the electricity that is clean in this country comes from nuclear. That's more than wind, solar um, and um, hydro combined. So it's a, actually it's a key element to any uh, climate change objectives, but it's also a key element to energy security, to geostrategic, to jobs, and to our electric electrification. I mean, the the um, we are witnessing our electricity grid um, and demand um, double, if not triple, in the next ten to fifteen years. What are we going to do about it? where are we going to get that electricity, especially as we're putting downward pressure? on coal plants and even natural gas plants. We can't just rely on intermittent generations of electricity, or we're going to have serious problems in the worst times of the year. He's the CEO over at Curio. Go to curio-solutions.com. It's Ed McGinnis. You know, Ed, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I'm in Texas. We had ERCOT and that whole idea that people were dying from freezing weather that we happened to have. We couldn't keep the windmills going. We couldn't keep the solar wasn't available. Um, the, the coal plants had been shut down. What if we had had reactors, more reactors in the state of Texas? How, how much better would that have been? And, and I don't mean, you know, just sort of a lot better. No, I mean, would we have lost power like we did in Texas? Would we have worried about the electrical grid, which is now getting older in many states? Nuclear generation has been the most predictable, resilient source of electricity in the past. And we've seen it through bomb cyclones, uh, winter cyclones, and other really, really uh, challenging uh, weather um, you know, phenomena. And certainly ERCOT and Texas had a huge challenge and just unprecedented cold weather. Right. But there are two nuclear power plants in Texas. In fact, one is uh, Comanche Peak, uh, not too far uh, from where I was. I was in Abilene, Texas this morning, believe right. it or not. Now I'm back in DC. And there's another one called South 
Texas nuclear power plant. So these two nuclear power plants provide a very large or substantial percentage of electricity. Frankly, if it weren't for th those two nuclear power plants, th things would have been worse. And they, and they never so, went down, Ed? Um, one of them did go down just for a little while, I believe the South Texas, but they both performed heroically. They were key, key generators of electricity. The problem is coal, the coal piles, um, they will freeze up. Natural gas, some, some call it just-in-time gas because if that pipe breaks or freeze up, it, the, the fuel stops right then and the plant shuts down. Uh, not so for a nuclear reactor. That nuclear reactor will run and run and run in, in incessantly. But you're not going to see necessarily wind turbines um, turning all the time. Um, and you're certainly not going to see um, electricity from solar in the middle of the um, night. So nuclear is an absolute pivotal um, thing that we need to do. What we need to do, Joe, is rebuild our our lost nuclear infrastructure. It is hard to believe, but an electricity generating source like nuclear that provides 20% of our electricity, we rely almost 100% for our nuclear fuel from foreign companies and foreign suppliers, including 20% to this day from Russia. So Ukraine should be a wake-up call, yeah. and it should be a wake-up call, hopefully, where in the United States who say, this is completely unsat. This is not acceptable to be depending on foreign suppliers for our largest clean source of electricity. He's the executive, the chief executive officer over at Curio, curio-solutions.com. It's Ed McGinnis, formerly uh, with the uh, U.S. Office of Nuclear Energy. So uh, the argument against nuclear, I'm guessing, would be from the oil and gas industries. That makes sense. This is competition. But why is there any, any partisan arguing over it? Who, who's arguing? Uh, AOC, who I, I think is off her rocker half the time, why would she be for or against it while Marco Rubio is certainly for it? I don't know why there would, be, there would not be a meeting of the minds. Is there some fear mongering going on that it could be be a target that nuclear could leak it's going to kill your children what's the argument well yeah i'm mean, all of the above at times but i would say there's some that are never going to support nuclear but though that percentage has definitely shrunk 30 years in government and most of it mostly was in energy and nuclear yeah. i've never seen a time where there was broader bipartisan support for nuclear um in part because from the democratic side i would say there is you know the existential threat that is seen by climate and the growing reality that you cannot you cannot meaningfully reduce carbon emissions or manage the the carbon emission targets without nuclear energy. There's just no way to get there, and I think a lot of people are seeing that. And also from um, just a, a pure jobs generation, energy security, and what Russia and China are going to do if we lose our leadership in nuclear energy. So in the United States, there's two ways that I would suggest that we can um, fairly rapidly and decisively rebuild our nuclear fuel supply infrastructure, which is, is pretty much uh, non-existent at this point, although we're re attempting to rebuild. One is rebuild our American enrichment capability, the centrifuges. There's one plant in Ohio attempting to do it, one company, but it's at a small demonstration scale. And secondly, it's to recycle the largest stockpile of used nuclear fuel we have that's unta untapped right now when we treat it as waste. Right now, we have enough used nuclear fuel in our country if we just simply decided to recycle it, that it could provide 
all the energy needs for the entire country for 100 years. Wow. That's how much energy is in this 86,000 metric tons of what's called nuclear waste that's at 75 locations around the country. My company is going for that market. We want to recycle that material and turn it into absolutely key things for society. Clean electricity, um, space-based power sources, pair it up with advanced reactor for medical isotopes, um, fission um, um, sources for these advanced um, diamond encased batteries and other transformational batteries. The point is it, the material is sitting there and it, there, there's absolutely no reason not to recycle it. France, Japan, and other countries, they're recycling. We're the only ones that are not recycling, use nuclear fuel. And this fuel comes out of a reactor. One only has used 4% of that fuel, that energy value, when you pull it out of a reactor and treat it as waste. So there's 96% of the energy value sitting in our stocks of used nuclear fuel but based on policy, we have just decided, no, we're going to treat it as waste. So we're going to build the recycling plant to recycle this material, and that'll be part of our energy security supply. It's Ed McGinnis. Ed, thank you for, for coming on, and thank you for giving us the information. I, I didn't know most of that. I'm not, a, I'm not somebody who's extremely knowledgeable on nuclear, so you've, you've shown me uh, the light, uh, if you will, energy-related, um, uh, on this, and hopefully more people will get more information out there because it's being sequestered from us. We're, nobody's yeah. telling us this stuff because nuclear is bad nu- for any number of reasons, depending on which side you're on. We should at least know that we've got nuclear energy in these so-called used you know, uh, this so-called waste that could be used for energy, it's going to either sit there and, and be the same as it is or be in the reactor or, and, and produce energy. It's the, it's here anyway. Why not use it? It doesn't make any sense. Well, what, what, one last thing, if you don't mind, because I'm not, again, I don't know much about this. Is there nothing that comes out of a nuclear reactor? There's no carbon. There's no, there's no smoke. There's no anything. When nuclear, when electricity is generated from a nuclear power plant, which is, and we have reactors, like I said, and um, 93 units around the country, it emits zero carbon. It's a zero carbon emitter. So this is as clean as you're going to get. And it's baseload and it's reliable. In my view, Joe, nuclear is a partner to all of the above. It's a partner to oil and gas. It's a key element and partner to wind solar. It's good that we have wind and solar and oil and gas, but we should have all of the above. Yeah. That's what we should do. Couldn't agree more. Ed McGinnis, former Assistant Secretary, U.S. Office of Nuclear Energy, also now the CEO over at Curio, curio curio-solutions.com. Thanks a million for taking the time, Ed. Hopefully you'll come back on. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for being here. What great information from Ed McGinnis. We're going to have Ed back on, I'm sure. Um, Who knew that there's over 90% left in the so-called spent rods or the spent nuclear material? And if we still have it, we're using it as waste. Why can't we have it used as, as energy? It's not like either you use it or we get rid of it. No, we just have it laying around. And it might take 10,000 years or something to spend or... You can get 100 years of energy out of it? Come on, man. 
Well, what are we talking? I mean, it just seems to be common sense to me. So good information. We certainly will, will keep on learning about that. And I love having people on where I know nothing about the topic because I can get educated along with you. Let me tell you in the meantime about uh, proven oxy technology from the thunderstorm from Eden Pure. If you haven't called him yet, if you haven't gotten a hold of him yet, if you haven't gone to the website yet, what are you waiting for? A lot of people have, and a lot of people have contacted me. They, they love it. Absolutely love it. It freshens your home, gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 200,000 thunderstorms sold so you know it works. Never breathe dirty air again. You don't have to buy filters either, so you buy it and you're done. You don't have to spend more money on it. No filters to buy, takes up no floor space, plugs directly into the wall. Nearly silent, great to use in bedrooms and bathrooms, wherever you want to have it. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, E-D-E-N-P-U-R-E, D-E-A-L-S dot com. Discount code PAGS3, that's P-A-G-S-3. Save $200 right now. Over 200,000 of these have been sold because they really, really work and the shipping is free as well. Here's that website again, EdenPureDeals.com, E-D-E-N-PureDeals.com. Put in P-A-G-S-3 to save $200 right now. We've got them in our house. We love them. We think they're great. I think you're going to like them as well. Just to finish up on on the entire trans deal, I'm not really sure why feminists aren't stepping up. I'm not really sure why people just accept this. I'm not sure why those who donate to the NCAA or to these colleges are allowing it. I don't know why people aren't standing up for their 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 girls and women athletes, but they should. And we're going to stay on this because it's a wrong that shouldn't be happening. Pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Paul, let's make it happen, brother. What's going on? So I think maybe it was last week where I had mentioned to you about Amanda Bynes possibly trying to get her conservatorship, um, I guess, terminated. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was last week. And I didn't know that she had a conservatorship. Right. What happened now? So today, officially, it's it's been um, removed. She, she is no longer under it. She can make financial decisions. She can do whatever the heck she wants now. Now, this, this was after she went a little nutty and she, like, changed hair and changed, got tattoos and stuff. Didn't she go nuts for a minute? Yeah, she she had some type of um, bipolar disorder issue that happened gotcha. back in 2013. So. There you go. Well, I, I've never heard of conservatorships before all this stuff with Britney Spears and her now, but good for her. She should be free. That is Sam. That is Polo. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. We'll see you. This is the Joe Pegg Show.